Hey, Bobby. Hey, Ram. How's it going? Hey, I'm hanging in there, buddy. You know, one day at a time, praying for my own death, getting sad every time I wake up. How are you doing? I uh, am adjusting to a lot of things. Life, adjusting to the transition to the new location at my new job. Yeah, talk a little bit about that shit for the peoples. Oh, instead of traveling around the state of Massachusetts, I'll be limited to traveling around the area of the state that I live in. So really, I won't be traveling at all. Which is awesome, because you've been going back and forth for this new gig. Yes, two days this week, drove out to Springfield. Which is how long for people who don't know? For me, it's an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. It's 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 quicker than driving to Revere. Well, yeah. Driving Comparis- to Revere is three hours. Comparatively, yeah. It's three hours to drive 50 miles. Fucking joke, Whereas dude. it's an hour and 40 minutes to drive 100 miles. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, it's just whatever. All right. So I was filling you in on what I did last week. Yep. I came on here by myself. You took the week off. I was just kind of telling people about the episode that came out this week. With uh, Chris Flynn, mm-hmm. we talked the money about, man. We talked about some captivating things, but the audio was just trash because uh, the area wasn't treated. And I had a feeling too, because during during it, I was like, he he was going out and in too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was doing he was doing that in there too. But Rem, this is your first time in the new studio. What are your thoughts? Genuinely, okay. So when me and Bob have been kind of you know this stuff's been improv, and Bob's been providing the physical place for us to record this whole time, which has been amazing, but. The location change for me just reinvigorated me big time. Yeah. God. It looks, it, I love that it looks like a, almost like a, yeah, it looks like a fucking studio. We're in, we're in a part of his basement now, but it's finished. And yeah, the way you place that, the curtains, I don't know, man, it looks like a studio. It didn't look like that. It looked like we were in a dining room because we were. Because the fact that, and now our backdrop is literally our logo with wood paneling. Yeah, I know, but it's <laughs> fucking dope. But no, I like it down here. I think the sound's awesome. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a little kick in the butt for me. It's inspiring. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So we did talk on the ride up here. What are we, what are we actually going to talk about today? Well, I mean, we're going to, me and Bobby are going to do some off-the-cuff shit today. We're just, we're going to do some talking. We're going to fill some people in on some stuff going on in our lives. We're going to do some updates. We're going to talk mm-hmm. to each other. We're going to talk a little shit. It's gonna we're going to talk a lot of shit. We're gonna talk I'm going to talk a lot of shit. I'm yeah. going to be honest there. Yeah, we're going to talk some shit. Um. But it might be a little looser than normal, but that's because we kind of wanted it to be. Because this is our first actual attempt of recording in here, and we're just getting a vibe for it and stuff. Yeah, I love that you left a portion for the cat to come through. I know, but I leave the doors closed so the cat can't come down here because she will she will tear the everything oh, to shreds. Good so call. Fuck her. Good call. Yeah. Sorry, lovey. Yeah, that, we love yeah. cats. We yeah. love cats. I love cats, just not my mom's cat. Zenio Odyssey Podcast, where hosts Remy and Bobby Rocks explore life for people born in the late 70s and early 1980s. Each week, they embark on expeditions exploring their analog childhoods or interview guests about navigating adulthood in a digital world. Join them on another adventure to discover what it means to be a Zenio. All right, so do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I do. It doesn't fucking matter to me. Just start firing off, man. You got some better stuff than me today. Okay, so let's just go right into really what's been grinding my gears the most right now, and that is you, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, and your fuck book. Oh, that, yeah. is, that is what is grinding my gears the most right now. Now, before you get into it, let me preface it by saying you know for a fucking fact, you witnessed it, that I went through all the shit you're going through right now. Yes. That certain people with certain points tend to get targeted by social media, and then they get 
fucked with. Yep. To a point that makes you want to rip off your fucking scalp. Um, so, yeah, share people a little bit what's been going on with you. Because I'll tell you, personally, from us talking about it, I don't get why you would be getting fucked with necessarily. And it's and what, what my frustration is, is it's not it's not the podcast page. It's my personal page. Which is even weirder. All right. So for everybody who maybe you've heard me talk about it, maybe you've seen me post about it on Facebook, really what I'm talking about is when we put out the episode for uh, with Mike Snowgrove on, we talked about local sports and some nat- national sports. So I did what I usually do. I shared it to social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter. I, I, I will go on to the domain. I'll share those. Yeah. And then I got an alert, which I was like, weird. It was like a Facebook alert. And it had the triangle with the exclamation oh, mark. Oh, no. And it said, we've taken down your post. And I said, why? And yeah. then I looked into it. And it's, oh, because I violated the algorithm for Facebook had decided that what I did violated the community standards of Facebook. And so I even reached out to Facebook because it said it was spam. That'll never work. I said, but I said, how the fuck is, first off, how is this spam? First off, spam is not even a good canned meat. All right. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. All right. let, let alone what actually people mean by fucking spam. Like, I, I, so I reached out. Yeah. And they spam said, spam meaning they th- they're acting like he's posted it 50 times. That's right. The ultimately, spam yeah. means you're spamming. Yeah. And that you had only posted it once. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they wouldn't allow that one. Yeah. And then they allowed the next one the week after that, where we, I think we talked about one hit wonders. Okay. And then they did not allow the, uh, episode with Jason Cox. I figured that would happen just because we're talking about psychedelics. And, yeah, uh, I mean, that's a little heavier. Yeah. But it doesn't end there. They started not allowing me to post other things, like other things that I personally, I love sharing like stuff from, and I told Rem off the air, like stuff from The Onion. Yeah. All right, so again, apologies, because we didn't shoot a video, because, well, we just don't want to shoot and a let's fucking say, video. Let's say something really quick. Satire is protected free speech. Yes. Okay? That's okay. something we have to tell people. All right, Rem, so I'm going to show you the post, because okay. I screenshotted it. And by the way, this post is still up on the Onion's Facebook page. Okay. People are sharing. You can see, and Rem, you can look at it. You can see 951 times it's been shared. New pumpkin spice channel to offer fall-themed hardcore pornography. <laughs> Come on, Rem, isn't that funny? And that's why I wanted to share it. It's funny. Did did you share this picture? Yeah. And for you, it's it's inappropriate for, for them. But for nine hundred and fifty one people, it's not, and especially for the Onion, it's not. Wow, that's hilarious. So, and I will post this picture in some form, and it's one reason why it's a shame that we we're not doing video. Yeah, because I would just add it into the video. But essentially, they said that that I was uh, trying to put pornography out there, but yet. If I'm doing that, isn't The Onion doing that? So wait, let me do something here okay. real quick. I know about you, Bob, and I know about your online presence. Mm-hmm. And I know that under your real name, you're a dickhead to a lot of people sometimes. Not not, okay, not on Facebook. Wrong. Not on Facebook. But still, right? It still would be, if you looked up comments, it would be in the disgust, and it would be the same name if you were going to other sites, right? Yeah, but I really, really the only place I talk shit is on Bleacher Report. But someone couldn't have found you on there and found your profile and just be reporting videos. Ah, oh, what a petty, what a petty cunt. Well, because obviously, because th- that's the thing that happens. I know when I first got on TikTok and fuck TikTok, like I hate all that shit and don't use it now. But when I first got on it, I would get fucking struck for smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I would get struck for talking about weed while other people were smoking it. And then I 
caught the whim that someone, I believe it was my ex at the time, was just reporting all of my fucking videos. So you could have someone who's just fucking with you, man, because they now you're what well, the problem is now they've noticed you and they flagged you for a reason. Oh, yeah. And my profile is flagged now. So this is just going to keep happening. My, to my you. profile has a it has and I have that a strike. Too. It has the oh, your profile has issues. Yep. But it's it, my again. But how else could it have been? It has to be someone fucking with you because none of your shit, in my opinion, is exceptionally fucked I, up. I also want to show you this run because they allowed me to share this. I shared this two days ago. So what this is is it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. <laughs> explain to the explain to the people. It's a twat waffle. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a waffle that's made to look like a open vagina. Yeah, and then you pour like you pour icing on it, pour which icing. let's be honest, looks like Seaman. ejaculant. Yeah. And so you didn't get any shit for this, huh? Nope. They let me post that. Because that's a vagina. I mean, yeah, that 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 is a waffle made to look like with a vagina. Yeah. With icing that is clearly looking like it's a cream pie now. Bukaki breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, because because it happened to me, and once it started for me, it never stopped. Oh, yeah? Yeah, once I started getting flagged for pieces, I would get flagged all the fucking time for shit that was not. I haven't been on Facebook, right? Yeah. You know this. I have been fucking just focusing on my life. And I got an update like a week ago. We removed a post of yours because it was deemed offensive as you talked about suicide. And it was like a suicide awareness post. You know? That Nothing. is some and, and that is some fucked up shit. I agree. Like and, and let's be sex trafficking too. Let's I got, be very I got, clear. I got though. kicked once for making a post about a place where people could donate or give information if they knew anybody or knew someone that was suffering from sex trafficking. And I got kicked off Facebook for 30 days. And Rem, let's be very clear here. There's nobody that's just fucking eye in the sky watching every single thing. This is an algorithm that they created. They even admit it when they send you the thing in their community standards. Our algorithm detected. Our algorithm detected that. This is the same company that has algorithms that are purposefully sending you all ads. stuff on your news feeds, ads. Mm -hmm. But also, also... They're sending you things that you hate. Mm -hmm. It figures out what is a opposite of your views, and it sends you those because they did research that finds out that you will actually have more time, Facebook time, FaceTime on Facebook, if you are seeing these things. Yeah, and shittier stuff is more likely to get traction, mm -hmm. which is comments, yep. which is engagement, which is how mm -hmm. they make their money. Yeah, And, and I also just find it hypocritical because this is, this is a thought I've had. I'm just going to share it now. Uh, when I do share stuff on the the XOP Facebook page, I will oftentimes have something come up saying, would you like to boost it? Yeah. And do you know what boosting is? Yeah, you put a little cash into it and more people see it. Yeah, and that's how they sell it. They say, well, it, this could be seen by 100 people. However, 10,000. If you give us $10, it could be seen by 10,000 people. Yep. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, we get thousands of views on our reels. Yeah. So I don't. Um, we're doing that on our own. Thanks, no thanks. Uh, because another thought I had was like, well, okay, so I can't, quote unquote, spam, but you can allow people to spam me because they pay you. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It's interesting, right? Yeah. Interesting. And you can't spam, but if you, spent, if you spent 10 bucks, we could have where you've been ads all over fucking Facebook. Yeah, right. But no one's going to see, like, yeah, it's a weird system. And I, I, I think, I feel like we were there for the birth of social media, and now we're there at an apex where things need to change. I agree with that. Um, I'm shocked. That at this point, there hasn't been a brilliant businessman who's come up with an alternative to Facebook, to be honest with you, or businesswoman, whomever. Well, I mean, we have someone who's trying. Yeah, but he's a fucking, he's just as much of an idiot as I Zuckerberg. Know you know, it, it's an ego race. And it's just, but 
yeah, I got fucked with a lot to the point where social media stopped being fun. And you're getting to the point, too, where it's like, well, where's the line? In other words, where's the clear divide of the things I can and can't post? And yeah. and, and then it, it opens up the door for why are other people who are not me allowed to post the same shit and not yep. get booted, but I get booted. And what people need to understand is me and Bob are not politically opinionated. So he's not on his wall saying pro-negative shit. He's just doing his fucking thing. Exactly. So it's not like they can pick you out because you're on a different side, but... Yeah, now you're in this fucking... Once you're in the search fucking... Once you're in the crosshairs, you never get out of them. Yeah, and that's one reason why I really have had the thought when it comes to my personal Facebook page of um, unconnecting the XOP page yeah, and just creating it, it as a standalone so I'm not connected to it and then literally just using my personal page for my personal stuff. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to. I know I shouldn't have to. You should, as an adult and shit, you shouldn't have to re-figure out how to use the system in a way where it can exactly. benefit you. But my knee jerk was going to be like, well, fuck you. And just like, I'm just done with you. Done yeah. with you, Facebook. I did it like 10 years ago. I can do it again. I don't need you. Like, do other things. I, I Facebook keeps me in contact with family members. So oh, that's, that's the why thing, a lot that's, of us use That's it. the thing that's frustrating uh, is for uh, all that. And, and Rem, you and I have, we've had conversations about what Facebook was like even to 2012 as opposed to what it is now. It was a different beast. Yeah. Because when it started, it really was started by people and the way it kind of was affected was by the circles you were in, how people used it, you know? Um, And I also think it's insane that you could have a relationship with that platform for fucking a decade and then suddenly you're a problem. Yeah. That's why I fucking think, I, I, I think that it has to be the input of someone else, but I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure, but if there's even one person who's like, ah, fuck Bobby, even subconsciously. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, like, no issues with the reels. Yeah. they The Jason Cox reel. And in that one, we are, number one, we're talking, you you are saying, like, you know, pre-vomit is essentially like our throats, like, lubing up, lubing up like a woman's vagina. Yeah. And and we're talking openly about, like, the lemon tacking. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what was the difference between that 59 seconds and, and the other? Everything else, which, by the way, yes, the premise is a heroic dose of psychedelics and a spiritual journey. Yeah. But I would say the episode took on a life of its own where we're talking about, like, our fathers. We're talking about other things. And, you know, it's the essence of what I want this this show to be. And and it's like, oh, okay. You know, it's like, oh, the the algorithm. Yeah, and it's frustrating because we've put in a lot of work. You've put in a ton Uh, of work to fucking... To have it just be like, no, we're not going to show people this. And I'll tell you, the most frustrating part of this, Bob, is going to be the fact that you will never get the answers. Nope. You'll never talk to a human there. They'll never tell you what's up. They'll never tell you what to change. And now it's just going to be a walking on thin ice game where it's like, what can or can't I do? Well, let's be honest. Even if I could talk to, even if they gave me Mark Zuckerberg, I still wouldn't be talking to a human. Yeah, he's fucking, all those guys, him, Elon Musk, fucking Bezos, they're separated from reality. They're fucking weirdos. Bezos with his dick rocket. Right? Like, literally. Dude, we, we get it. You were a loser your whole life, and now you're finally in the upper echelon and you're getting decent pussy. Shut the fuck up. But, you know, you, you pose an interesting question because, in a lot of ways, if I'm saying that I've had problems with it and Bob's had problems with it and that other people have, is this the end of the social media era as we know it? Because I know a lot of people are just being like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. It's a place to go on once a month to check with family and make sure everyone's okay. But I feel like the more unique personality you have on those things, the more it's likely to get sniffed at the dick yeah because especially if you're not 
a part of the the team, well, that's quote unquote. It. Yeah, we're not dishing fucking out stupid. Pra- yeah, we're not dishing out praise, but we mm-hmm. also don't have to. It's a no. free fucking world, you know. But yeah, I can understand that. I understand that feeling well, and it's frustrating because yes. it's like walking into a wall mm-hmm. that you don't see, and you're like, oh, yep. cool. So, what's your approach? Does your approach change social media henceforth? Do you do you view it differently? Do you treat it differently? Of what's- course, I do. On the one hand, it's it's an it's a necessary evil. Yeah. It is. On the other hand. It's what I've really been treating my personal social medias like for the last five years anyway. Yeah. I treat it like the mockery I think it is of reality. So maybe I just up that ante and see how far the censorship goes. Well, I mean, there you, <laughs> there you go, though, because yeah. it's like, and, and again, I want to bring up, you know, social media. Oh, darn, Bob said something offensive. Well, why is 70% of social media 15-year-old girls in half shirts and panties? How is that safe or okay? How is all of that shit everywhere okay to post, but an opinion on something isn't? Because know? we live in a world where people are, are so protective of their feelings. I also think that YouTube and Facebook and all those places are aware of what makes the money, and they don't bite the hand that feeds. No, they That's don't. why guys get kicked off of Twitch for swearing, but half-naked girls can spread their fucking labia and make a couple hundred a fucking live stream. Well, see, what they do is they slap the label of OnlyFan on it, and then it's okay. Yeah, well... That's now it's a business. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a business. <laughs> business of prostitution. They're an entrepreneur. Yeah, good for them. I wish I could be an entrepreneur. That, that, that brings us full circle here. That's what uh, Chris Flynn was talking about, you know? Venture capitalists. Yeah. That's what they are. That's what they are. They're influencers, like you've brought up. They're influencers looking for that uh, financial backing to be the capital, capital venturists. Yeah, okay. yeah. Voyeurists, whatever the fuck you want to say. Ultimately, yeah, they're prostitutes. Yeah, I mean, yep. hey, God bless you all. Anyone who's doing it, but. everyone's got to make a living somehow. That's just how you chose it. And it's you know, and it's it's sad in this day and age that that's a decision people more and more people are making because they think it's viable. I think that's indicative of a society on a, on a downspin. But whatever, I fuck OnlyFans girls on occasion. It is what it is. <laughs> but is it even even any good? Well, no. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. No, because the problem is there isn't passion and there's nothing behind the wee <laughs> wee kind of thing so yep. no you're, you're fucking a dead fish a dead fish that thinks it's a lobster ooh. too Ooh, speaking of that you just made a reference it's an obscure reference to jason cox we, we, we can i can we'll bring that up next time he's on okay I, all you have to say is bob said to talk to you about dead fish okay That's and, not... and we'll let it continue ooh. we'll let we'll let it go from there interesting yeah yeah it, it, it's a world divided and unfortunately the, i feel like the wrong people are getting hit on the hand i think the wrong people are getting slapped um but i don't think there's anything in place to change that i don't think there's anything in place to to shift that at all because in other words that's my point is like once it started for you how does it end like it doesn't oh i mean i know how it ends yeah how they'll end it because they have the control but well fuck them yeah yeah that's ultimately it fuck you What's on your? What do you want to vent about? I mean, first of all, what a weird fucking time to be alive right now, right? Like, like there is war shit happening. There's war crimes happening in our country, and I'm not going to talk too much about it on on, on either way because we're not one of those we're not one of those podcasts. But it's been a troubling month with what's been going on internationally and things like that. And I think you know, from the home front stance, for me. This year, I mean, I can say this year has burnt me fucking out because it's been nonstop. And it's been nonstop on a news front, but it's been nonstop for me on a personal front. 
I'm at a point where I'm transitioning and trying to find a way to step back into life, and it just has not been working for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've just been fucking running in circles. So, yeah, man, I've been I've been at. I guess it's kind of a um, kind of a creatively bankrupt place, which is fucking me up because I'm all I. I was the guy who was always painting or writing or drawing or doing whatever, making music. And you were the guy who always had something to do. Yeah, a, a way, an out, outlet, an outlet. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And it's been strange in the last year. I just haven't picked that shit up, and I haven't really like. Yeah, man. I think I'm just. I, I think this year that I'm lost in the sea. So one thing I've done, and I think I'll circle this back because I, I we ixnade this episode, but. So one thing I've been doing or did was I attempted to play Starfield to distract myself. How did that go? Um, so me and Bob, we're, we're kind of nerdy gamers, and we're fans of Bethesda, Skyrim, Fallout, that series. We've talked about it a lot. Yep. And Starfield was the first new game that Bethesda had made in... 25 years? In a long fucking time, yeah. yeah. No, not that long, but for, well, for a new IP, yeah, 25 years. And so it was this big, like, space role-playing game where you have a ship and you go around to different planets. It fucking sucks. Really? No, yeah, the game sucks. Like, my relationship with my relationship with it for the first 15 hours was like, oh, okay, it's a Bethesda game. This is kind of fun. Then it slowly hits you that you're doing nothing. Like, space game with no space travel. You can't land on planets without there being, like, a pre-save location. Yeah. And the whole thing about the game is, you know, the guy who created it, Todd Howard, it's like there were a thousand planets in this game. 999 of these planets have nothing on them. And here's the thing. You're like, well, you know, they've had it sitting in, in the boiler for a while. You kind of have faith. You keep telling yourself every five hours that it's going to pick up and get better. You do nothing, man. I think for a, a game that I played around, and this is crazy because it's like you hated it and you played it for 50 hours. Yeah, well, I wanted to see it through. I wanted to, which I never got to because the game bugged. But, yeah, it was broken. Space travel didn't work. You have to land at, like, preset locations. So the idea of when you and I used to play Bethesda games, you just walk for hours. Open world. And keep finding new locations. You can't do that. Everything's a load screen. You have to fast travel between planets. There's no craft on the planet. So when you walk on a planet, let's say there's something five miles off, you have to walk to get there. Um, you have, like, a jetpack that bounces, but... But you realize, when you think about a Bethesda game, right, you're nothing more than a glorified errand boy. That's what the lead character of every Bethesda game is. You go into a store, and for some reason, you're like, oh, hey, can I get a fucking pack of gum? And the lady behind the counter is like, my husband is sick. Well, fuck your husband. And, yeah, exactly. And he's out of work, and blah, blah, blah. And my character would be like, yeah, well, I'll do that for you. Listen, bitch, one, one side quest at a time. Yeah, for, for real. And, oh. and you realize by a certain point in the game that every side quest is the same. You're just running errands. The actual action, which is like shooting and fighting things, is maybe... 10% of the game. Maybe. It's mostly four or five hour just fucking sections of you talking to people behind counters and like solving problems for them. There were a few good missions in the game. I'm not going to lie. There was one where it's like a quantum entanglement and you're on a ship and you keep going into a different version of the ship, like a different reality. That was fun as hell. Um, and there's like an interesting little like space pirate submission that's kind of fun. But I finally get to the point, too, where there's no boss fights, which is like, you need boss fights. In How the fuck are there boss fights? Nobody knows. There are these temples you go to. There are 15 that you have to go to to open up these powers. 
And you just, there's no puzzles, nothing. You just go into them, they open up, you get the power, you leave. It feels like a game that, when you play Skyrim, right? Let's talk about this. When you play okay. Skyrim, you can feel passion behind it, right? Yes. Oh, people who made this were excited, and there's, there's, you can feel that. Starfield is just commodified. It, you don't at any point pick that up. Let me give a good example of that from Skyrim. If you go into any castle, you go into any master suite for a king or a jarl or whatever, mm -hmm. they have a library. And those libraries have books on the history of the Elder Scroll. Full books. Full books that you can read if you want, if that's how you want to play a couple hours of the game. And then my favorite thing is, depending on what the race of person is, is their perspective on it. Mm -hmm. Like my, the favorite joke, the Argonian account. Yeah, the lizards, right? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the Argonian account of everything, or uh, the 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 busty maid, like yeah, some yeah, inappropriate, yeah. quote unquote, inappropriate books. But it, it was like, they take the in. time to do that. The world was lived in. No books in this game. If you get a book, you just see it. You don't get to open it. They changed lock picking, and it's fucking infernal. It is awful. Like, you know, their cool little lock-picking minigame, gone. They got this new one with, like, cylinders, and it's not fun. The thing is, all the things in old Bethesda games, you'd be like, oh, this is kind of fun. I could fuck with this. Yeah, it feels like a bunch of people sat down and said, well, first of all, let's talk about space, right? Did you ever play any of the Mass Effect games? No. But when you hear space, well, no, let's even talk about Skyrim. How many races are in Skyrim, do you think? Upwards of 10, right? Now, here's the thing. There are... Only humans in Starfield. Oh, so they're like saying that we're it. Like outer space. And I think that for the first 10 hours, I kept being like, oh, soon. Because I thought, this is what I thought when I heard open world space game. There's going to be space politics. This race is not going to agree with what this race does. And there's going to be a violent skirmish. And I'm going to be in the middle and trying to figure out which side's better and then siding with that side. Yeah. No, it's just fucking humans, bro. Like, that was the most disappointing thing because space is endless. You can have octopus people. You can have fucking people made of clouds. You can use your imagination. Star Wars showed us how many races you can have. Yeah, and have it work. Mm -hmm. And it's you and robots. That's it in this fucking game. And it just, man, I was looking for an escape because things have been stressful, and it just didn't have it. You know what I mean? Speaking of, speaking of stuff like this that kind of grinds my gears, I've gotten pretty far in Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to know anything about Ahsoka. I haven't gotten to the end. Uh, so, okay, so you know how she travels to the other universe. Yeah. Through the whales. Yeah. I put it on par with Shia LaBeouf uh, going through the jungle with monkeys in that Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> fair pretty enough. Bad, pretty bad. No, that's fair. Um, how is um, Horizon Zero Dawn going? It is beautiful. It's fantastic. I'm at a point where I, I, I think I could get through a battle. My level, my character's level is fine, but I'm... Making my character stronger, making weapons stronger, upgrading weapons. You want to be powerful. And, you don't want to have to struggle. And so I'm open-worlding it. Yeah. And that's that's really good. That's my favorite thing about yeah. games, dude, yep. is exploring new places, new puzzles. Yep. Yeah, Starfield's just bereft bereft of creativity. Uh, so what does that make you think about when the next, because the next Elder Scrolls game was going to follow Starfield. Starfield was going to come out first. What are your thoughts now about how that will look when it comes out? Okay, I, I'm, I'm from two schools because I think there's a part of me that now I'm like, you know, post-Fallout 76, Bethesda have no soul. That's really my opinion. Fallout 76 is when they went from being a company that wanted to make good material to being a company that wanted to make money, you know, and that's what the case is here. What I have to hope is 
the new Elder Scrolls has been being written for 10 years already, even before they've gotten shitty. And I'm hoping they will, because here's the thing. If you go on a lot of Bethesda games pages on Steam and see reviews, mm -hmm. they'll be good. They'll say this game has bugs, but it's fucking dope. Starfield is the first game by Bethesda on Steam that has mixed to negative reviews. And I'm hoping if they're smart and as passionate and as creatively driven as they have been to this point, they're going to be like, we need to fucking, we need to pivot. We need to fix this. You know what would be a really telling thing because they're owned by Microsoft? Yeah. Is if, I don't know, do you know how the sales are for Starfield? Um, they're remarkable, but what people need to understand is a lot of that is because Xbox put it on Game Pass for free. So the numbers are great, but we can't really figure out who's actually paid for it. Yeah. Okay. And they did that on purpose. Yep. Uh, they did that on purpose for the optics of it? Yep. All right. So they, it, it could be fair to say that maybe they're taking a loss. Maybe. And, and what I'm getting at is if we see them very quickly start to release it on other platforms, that lets you know that they're hurting. That's a like good it's point. Not, it's, not, it's not going well. Because it's supposed to have the ex exclusivity for a while. Yep. But, but, yeah, even the fact that it got on Game Pass is shocking to me. Like, because Game Pass is usually a year or two. Game's a couple years old and stuff. And I know that putting it on Game Pass was part of the acquisition when they bought them. Mm -hmm. So, because think about it. They can, right now, they can say, we have 500 million concurrent players, right? And so everyone's like, oh, my God, they made billions. But once you realize that a huge chunk of that got it for free on PC Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass, yep. well, there's no way to know if it's it, what it's made them. Well, you know what? I'll find out right now. Okay. Talk to, talk to people and inform them, and I'm, I'm going to look this up. All right. So I will going to go back to something. I mean, we've already talked about that grinds my gears because I'm a PlayStation guy. Yeah. And how much that aggravates me. Like, you, you're monopolizing... Uh, the last thing I think for people our age that is pure. Yeah, good call. That is that is uh, un. It's not dirtied. Hasn't been sullied yet. Yeah, and you're gonna sully it. And then uh, Bethesda decide they're gonna sully it by just completely selling out and making a game that's not for PC people. It's just for gaming people. Bethesda expected to make one billion on Starfield. <laughs> yeah, but how old is that article? About a month. All right, so right oh. around the time that it's launched ish. So here we are, 200 million from premium sales. Yeah, that's awfully different than a billion. See, there yeah. you go. There's yep. the there's the um d discrepancy between the two. So I want to, uh, if I may, yeah, kind of break please. layman's terms, break down what Remy said. So what that first thing he said was, Microsoft anticipates they're going to make a billion dollars. Uh, in, I'm I'm not guessing in total. I think it's by a certain date. Yeah. Yeah. And they have fallen far short of that. So they're not letting people know. To, yeah, and to the point, by the way, if that were a movie and they had two sequels, they're, they're canceled. They're canceled. Yep. That's yep. what a lot of people are wondering, too, is, yep. is if this is going to be... If this is going to sabotage... If Microsoft is going to look to offload Bethesda because of this. Yeah, be, I mean, yeah, I guess we have, to, we have to see how it plays out. And what's interesting, though, is what happened when Skyrim came out was couple nerds you know got it and they were like bro you need to play this mm -hmm. and then a couple other nerds got it and then a couple non-nerds got it and then some girls who didn't game got it yes but you do have to admit that trailer at that e3 i don't think anyone was ready for a trailer like that what when they showed the dragons yeah yeah it was fucking yeah. nuts dude when it's like oh 
that's the new it game when is that coming out yeah 11 11 11 okay and yes it did come out on yeah 11, of course 11, 11, yeah but here's the thing yeah. too look at the opening and I, this is why I, I said this to my i mean of the of skyrim of the game skyrim yeah. like the opening uh yeah it's incredible it's fucking masterful you yep. you wake up you're about to get your fucking head cut off a dragon comes in and kills everybody you escape eventually become friends with the dragons okay mm-hmm. but it is one of the best and i played it in vr dude and it's fucking amazing a huge dragon head um but here's one of the things that game started so strong that you couldn't put it down do you want to know what you do in the first hour of starfield what do you do in the first hour of Starfield? You f- you just got a job as a miner, and you follow a lady around a cave while she talks very slowly. Yeah, that would uh, turn me off. Dude. Right then and there. And then, like, the cave, like, breaks open, and you get a ship, but at no point. You remember how even in, in um, Skyrim, when you first walked out and you saw the whole world you could explore, it was like mm-hmm. Oblivion did that, too. You were like, holy shit. This game doesn't do that. You know, uh, I've talked about the soundtrack for Skyrim. Masterful. Is masterful. Segunda is one of the great uh, songs made for a video game that's Agreed. ever been created. And the people who have looped it into 10-minute songs on YouTube, thank I, you. I thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that because I will listen to. So you want to ask me about the music. Yeah. I think the music is just as important for games like this. It is. The problem is they kind of went John Williams trying to kind of sound like every sci-fi score. And for me... For that reason, dude, I could I played Skyrim for two days and could sing that opening theme. I can tell you that I played Starfield. Right after I played Starfield, I needed to cleanse my palate. Mm-hmm. So I played the Justin Roiland game, High on Life. Do you know about that? No. It's a Rick and Morty guy. His company makes games, too, and it's a first-person shooter with guns that talk. That's all of it. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. Well, you said Rick and Morty, and you have guns that talk. Yeah, JB Smooth JB Smooth is one of them. You know, that's enough to get me interested. Yeah, he's one of the voices. Um, another one of the voices is that fucking Tim Robinson. Oh my god, dude. So it's it's hilarious, but here's the thing. Playing High on Life right after Starfield fucked me up. High on Life has the best video game soundtrack I think I've ever heard. It's like trip hop, and it was remarkable. Yeah, Starfield just every area you expect. Hey Remy, how's exploration? It sucks dick. So, uh, how's combat? It's non existent. So, it's like listening to Portishead? Yeah. Oh, that, uh, that you have me sold. Portishead and Sneaker Pimps. I kept stopping the fucking game high on life, and I was like, I can't believe this is video game music. It is so, um, but it just shows you. I'll, I'll tell you, nothing about this game was memorable. And even You're worse. Starfield? Yeah. Okay. And so then I'm like, you know what? I've usually I play Bethesda games for 200 hours because there's 200 hours a game, there's not here. And so after 50 hours, I was like, I'm going to beat it. I'm finishing this fucking game. My game glitched out. My ship could no, in the last three missions, three missions in the fucking game, my ship would no longer fly between destinations. And so, of course, you look it up online, and people are having the same issue, and some people are like, well, buy a new ship, dude. Then I spent all my fucking money in the game that I'd earned the whole game to buy a new ship that, that wouldn't fly. And so I was soft-locked out of beating Starfield. And that, that to me, sums up my experience. Yeah, I would if you, if you asked me to give it a number out of 10, my first thought is 4. My second thought cuz some of the writing's decent and some of the missions is I'd give it a 5, but I couldn't give it above a 5. Those kind of games, man. I remember I was working at Whitney when Skyrim came out. Yep. And I would just be fantasizing all day about playing. Me too. That's how I was about Skyrim. I can't fucking wait to get home in Starfield. It was like, "Oh, I got to play 5 more hours of this." Okay. And it's a shame that there wasn't more action cuz I will say this. 
The actual FPS gunplay in the game is solid. The guns had good feel, good noises. Like, the gunplay didn't suck. But I swear to you, at the end of 50 hours, I probably five of those were action. <sighs> yeah, it's a talking simulator, you know? And, yeah. and it's, yeah, is it fun to persuade somebody? And yeah, some of it's interesting, but it's just not the game I think they thought they were making. And the fact that some people are having trouble with the game, because obviously Bethesda bugs. You know what? They did an interview with Howard Howard a week after the game came out, and he's like, if you're having problems, update your PC. So you're asking people to buy a $1,200 PC to play a game that sucks. Oh, no, even a fucking $2,000 PC to play a game that sucks. Oh, fuck you. So it was like Not it, you, Rem. Yeah, yeah thank Damn. you. But it was like, yeah, even the thing I was going into to de-stress me just didn't, it didn't have it. Uh, yeah, it's a shame because we both have talked about being begrudging Bethesda fans. We like what they do, but we could tell there was going to be a downspin. It was just well, inevitable. It's now. Yeah, it is. We've, we've hit there. Their high watermark was Fallout 3. And Skyrim, for sure. Follow, and, follow 3, was uh, that was DC or was that uh, DC? Big, or, okay, DC. Yeah. I yeah. liked 4. 4 was good uh, in Boston. New but, Vegas was 2? Yeah. Okay. New Vegas is technically the best, but you know what's crazy? What? Bethesda didn't make that. Nobody knows that. Bethesda's, yeah, they didn't, have, they didn't own it yet. They didn't own, they they didn't own the rights to Fallout yet. They had, no, they did. Okay. But they wanted to spend the time making Skyrim, so they hired a company called Obsidian to make New Vegas. Now, a ton of people say New Vegas is just one of the best fallouts it really is mm -hmm. um and what's funny is obsidian made a game two years ago called the outer not the outer world not the outer wilds the outer worlds and it was basically them putting out a starfield before like a soft opening starfield almost and dude i will tell you that their version the outer worlds is 400 times better than starfield so that grinds my gears man I don't want to do any fear mongering, but I know you 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 touched upon kind of stuff going on around the world, and I won't touch upon. I know what you're referencing. Yeah. I think people listening would know what you're referencing, but I did have a conversation with a coworker of mine, who is a former military person. Yeah, and they were just. I asked them this question: Are the skids already greased for World War Three? And, and and he said they've been they've been greased. It's nothing that happened this week, did it? Wow. And we were talking about. The two things that people would, their go-tos would be Ukraine and Israel. Yeah. I wasn't talking about that, though. There's other things going on that just don't have everybody's attention mm -hmm. because these things are taking up everyone's attention. And I brought those up, and he said, yep, that's, uh, you know, but he said, I think the skids were greased when we left Af Afghanistan. For um, He said the way we left Afghanistan. Just fuck you, bye. He said, are you shocked that within months of that happening that Russia went into Ukraine? Yeah. And I said, oh, that's good. He didn't say this, but it did kind of, and it's where I would have just politely disagreed. Like, he kind of gave me that whole, like, oh, the vibe, like, this is what happens when we're not the world police. But then I'm like, we shouldn't have to be the world no, police. No, I agree. It's, it's, that's a slippery slope. Yeah. But it's just, I'll just say very quickly, specific, because, yes, I agree with you and the concerns I have. My concerns are nobody's talking about Poland and Belarus. Mm -hmm. They're neighbors of Ukraine. Yep. And no one's talking about uh, Serbia and Kosovo, Kosovo. again. Because they started militarizing their border, their shared border again. They haven't done that stuff since the 90s. No, I know. So, And all those areas that I just mentioned are relatively in the same region of Europe, Eastern Europe, Asia. Yeah. Uh, 
And then on top of that, you throw the powder keg that is relationships between Palestine and, is, and Israel. And that just, uh, it gives me a moment of unease. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. I was, I was mm-hmm. talking to my mom about it the other day, and I'm like, you know, this is how it starts. But apparently it's already started, and that's what's, yeah. cra- that's what's crazier. And they were talking on the news two days ago that on Friday the 13th we were supposed to get attacked. Did you hear about that? No. I'm like, Mom, this is why you can't watch news. Because it was like, yeah, they've— Did you mistake that for that thing that we all got on our phones like the week before? Right. Which people, yeah, people literally said, oh, this is where— they. You know, uh, so you, have you seen the movie The Kingsman? Yeah. So you know how the, the, that chip— The activation. Yeah, that's what people were comparing it to, and I said— Actually, what would happen is someone like Bobby Rocks here would come through your phone and slap you in the face for being such a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's a hell of a phone virus. I know. But so when you when he told you that though, like, yeah, how did that make you feel that we're, we're we are maybe on the precipice of something? I mean, it, I'm not a good example because it just confirmed what I already thought was going on anyway. Yeah, it's just somebody else saying thoughts I've had in my head, just confirming the suspicion. Yeah. And another issue is, and this is nothing against my wife. It's just I. She said, "Why can't it was?" She didn't say it like this, but it comes across like, "Well, why can't the Israelis and the Palestinians get along?" And I said, "Well, we don't have enough time right now to kind of unpack yeah, that." Yeah, that, that's a fucking question. And then on top of this, you have the people who say that we're headed for a civil war in this country. Yeah. When I, when people say that, I feel like people literally think it's going to be like the 1860s civil war again. No. I don't see that, but I see a fractioning and a. Uh, uh difference of information getting like just you see a divide yes yeah no i think it's inevitable i see the divide getting larger too but how funny is it that some people right now are like yeah just so you know guys you're about to have a civil war in world war three like this is fucked i'll make a joke it's fucked up but hey hopefully uh hopefully art and music make a comeback because it seems like seems like the best music and art comes from struggle uh, from our parents in our lifetimes came from living through things like world war ii and reconstruction after post-world war ii yeah, let's see if some of these pop acts can stop singing about their vagina and write some meaningful songs. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, we're fucked. The world is fucked. But this little pocket that me and Bobby have is the best thing about it for us, so we're grateful to everyone that listens. Yeah, I'm grateful too, and I'm glad that uh, for those of you, if you do consistently listen, we give you something to listen to that's not like everything else, purposely. And we're not, not, not like everything else. putting any fucking opinions down your no. throat either. We're just... Feel how you want to feel no, about you, everything. You can literally, and people who have gone on the YouTube page know, like, if I respond, it doesn't matter what you say. I'm like, yeah. th- thank you for responding, and, like, I take take what you say seriously and all that. I think some people are like, no comeback, no shit, no shit talk. Oh, mm, sometimes oh you wow. Can, you can't shit where you eat wow. sometimes, you know? Interesting. Wow. Yeah. As always, this uh, is cathar- it's cathartic at the end. Yeah, man. It was a good episode. Feel better. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. I'm waving at the imaginary camera that we so don't have I. set up. Uh, it was a lighting issue. Don't worry. I'll fix it. Stay safe with the people you love. Let them know you love them and live your best life. Yep. All right. And until next time, everybody, take care.